don't know. I mean, I got to the end and I thought, what have I been watching? You know, what have I been watching? Here's a disclaimer. We're going to be eating corn chips in this episode. If that's too much for you, don't listen. But we are talking the Oscars, so we got our snacks. We got a Red Bull. We're having fun. This is a new season. We're changing some shit up. I'm Andre. And my mouth's full. Who are you? I'm future Oscar winner Lily Bennett. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about potentially... Who are you? Oh, and I'm Tag. <laughs> Former Oscar winner. <laughs> future Razzie nominee. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, I got a golden Logie for the American audience. What'd you get? Um, best on-screen fart. <laughs> Fortune. Best on-screen audible fart. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't go to Andre. You got some stiff, stinky competition over there. Ooh, stiff competition. I was nominated. Okay. So I think this might be a lot for the listeners to have like right in the ear because I was listening to like Paul Schrader the other day and he <laughs> sips this fucking tea. Okay. Anyone I'll, who I'll sips fucking tea by going. You hate tea sipping. I fucking, mm. I fucking hate it. Mm. I fucking hate it. Sorry, I'm also like so testy. Apparently, I keep getting called testy, and it's true. <laughs> What's testy? Like me testy. driving. You oh. are testy in driving. I know. I don't say anything. Yeah, I know, but you're thinking. I did though. <laughs> I literally asked someone the other day. Did not go well. Oh, shut up! You always saying it. Should we put the Doritos down or do you want to keep eating them? I'm really enjoying them. Put them away, put them away. Okay, um, so we're here to talk about the nominations ahead of the actual announcements. We're the abominations. Ooh! Good wordplay right there. I would be able to meet that, but I have a migraine. And we are also oh going to talk God. about, I guess... Get over your migraine. You've had a migraine for like as That's long as I've been on have that thing. Four episodes. Four episodes. So I think I coming into this episode, I didn't really know what to bring different bring differently to the oscars mm. conversation because i feel like we're always talking about it we're always re- reducing it's it the down most to talked about thing in our field of talking so, but, <laughs> but how do we field of podcast. how do we finally squeeze uh, the dry toothpaste of the oscars out one last time oh. to talk so about we're just going to talk about joan rivers oh joan yeah. rivers r.i.p joan hey okay. rest in pouvoir i know that Even though i know we're a bit like okay. it's like before your time also, before... Joe Rivers, before your time. That's how. As in before our time? Yeah. And also, but like, do you know who's of our time? Who? Melissa Rivers. And are you saying who's that? Yeah, she tried to have a career. Who's Melissa Rivers? They used to do Joan and Melissa, which I found out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people listening to this already know this. They did a show called Joan and Melissa, which would be talking about the red carpet. And then when Joan died, they would do just Melissa and they would cut to her and be like, what would Joan be looking forward to on the red carpet? And there's this really heartbreaking clip where Melissa, who's so boring, is like, yeah, mom really liked Nicole Kidman. (laughs) She always wore it. I guess I'm looking forward to Emma Stone. (laughs) Anyway. Can we have a rule? Okay, but can I put one clip, though, of Joan being so rude to her daughter, which was in that clip that I sent you, where she cuts to her daughter and she fucks up her name and calls her Marika. (laughs) Marika. My daughter Marika. And then she like fully cuts her off and then Melissa just stands there and doesn't say anything and then they cut back to like, I think it's like Jimmy Kimmel or someone and he's like, he's like, Melissa's just not having any of this anymore. (laughs) Anyway, what's an evening on the red carpet if you can't share it with someone you love and who loves you in return? Someone who respects you and appreciates you. Someone you can wet the bed with. Well, my dog, Max, couldn't be here tonight, but instead I've got my wonderful daughter, Marika. Melissa. Melissa, darling, are you there? And by the way, why does your son always light a match when he comes into the room? (laughs) I think Melissa's had enough. Mom, would you please die already and give me your money? Um, (laughs) Andre, can we... Come on. Here, let's do Come on. Okay, there. No, but it sounds gross. The eating part of it True. sounds gross. That's Great. the part that's bad. It's like 7.30. Come on. Huh? Taking my poker chips away. Um, I just slid the pile of chips towards me. Like, they were all, I just won a game of poker. You want to hear that sound? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. <laughs> the problem is that Andre has really long arms. Yeah. <laughs> so, something that I found really interesting leading up to the Oscars is all the industry gossip. 
Yeah. How fun was it when they said that they weren't going to talk about best cinematographer and best production design on air? Ooh, and, and the <laughs> industry exploded. They said, no way are you going to do that during commercial break. This is our industry. And how dare you? Mm. How dare you leave us in the dust? How dare you leave us in the ad break? Well, also the- because... They were worried that, like, sometimes if something wins Best Cinematography, there might be hype building through the night for another film. Right. So right. to change the timing of it. Yeah. Just not on. Um, And you know what? The industry responded, and they won. They won. Mm. They won twice. The power um, of TV. Best popular category? Oh. Gone. Remember they announced that earlier what in the year? What is best popular category? They're going to have best popular film and best film. Okay. Dumb. Dumb. That's gone. But if that existed, do you think Fox Lux would have been nominated? Maybe. What? No, actually, because I don't even think it's a popular film. It was going to Best popular film and best film would just be doubled up in the same way that Roma's in best foreign language and in best film. It's like, is it going to win both of those? Roma and Roma. (laughs) It's the best film, apparently. I have watched it 10 times. I haven't actually asked you, what do you think of Roma? Are you a fan of Roma? Or you know, mm, Roma I saw it in the Cinerama in Seattle on a big ass screen, Mm -hmm. which was super cool. Yeah. Like, I really, really liked it, but. You know, I don't expect anyone to go home and watch it on her laptop in Mm-mm. bed. I just don't think that's the right place, time, or setting. No. Like, I would fall asleep. Yeah, for sure. But it's a really beautiful film. And I hope she wins Best Actress. Me too, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, if we had to have any any bets in one basket, mm. it's uh, for lead actress Yalita Abariccio. Which 100% not going to happen. I oh, know, absolutely not going to happen. But let's, if we're going to sh- shoot our firing arms, let's... um. Also, why don't they just cut Best Short Film? No one's ever seen them. <laughs> really true and they're all available online as well. They're not even available on DVD. They're not, like, how the fuck... Who cares in the televised broadcast who wins Best Short Film? Also, if your short film's going to the Oscars, seek treatment. <laughs> I, can I steal that? Like, I'm not allowed to say that. Really, no. but, okay, I have an idea. Have an idea. Like, <laughs> no one guys, gets it. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys really I, need I have an idea. Platform. Can I shout out specific nominees to you guys and you have to go off on them? And okay, go. Okay, and we'll do it all together, okay? Okay. So, um, you guys ready? Uh, how, in what way do we go off? Like, I'm going to say the names you, and you just got to react to them okay. and give me your, like, one-off spiel about it, okay? Okay. Sound fun. good? Yeah. Okay. Ready, set, go. Number one, uh, Christian Bale in Vice. Oh, who cares? Who, like, I didn't even know she was in Vice. No, Christian... Oh, Christian <laughs> Bell. Christian Bell. Not Christian Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I was so excited for a moment. <laughs> um, uh, Christian Bell invites... I already slammed him in a previous episode of Cinema Girls. If you want to go listen to it, go listen to it. It's but called Christian Bale. It's called Christian Bale. Okay, I found out a piece of information. Okay. The reason that If Bill Street could talk uh, shit is not nominated because Vice was also made by Annapurna and they decided Vice was more <gasps> Academy friendly. No. That makes sense though. That makes total sense. I mean, like, I don't think the Academy Awards is pretending to be anything plural, like pluralistic or progressive. But it's not the Academy Awards. It's literally the production company Annapurna decided to run a campaign and they ran it for Vice. Yeah, because they knew that it would get nominated. They but knew if that Bill, if Bill Street, Street wouldn't have got nominated. Bill Street is such a better film than Vice. Why? He won last year. Yeah, he but you won, guys, you guys saying that Oscars nominate game. good films? I mean, come no, but on. They nominated Moonlight. I'm just saying that, like, if Bill Street could talk... Yeah, like you, you just couldn't argue that it could have a chance to win. Like I don't understand why Vice is in the top ten at all. It's not like a best film material. Like it's not even Adam McKay's best film. Mm. Glenn Close in The Wife. We haven't seen it, uh, but no we. Comment. I've, I've seen, seen it. it. No comment. No really? comment. Really? Oh. No comment. No comment. I'm excited for her to win, and I'm. I wish that she won for Stepford Wives. Best supporting actress. <laughs> I wish that she'd won for 101 Dalmatians. Because that's her real The Wife performance. Aww. Here's a clip of Glenn Close in The Stefford Wives losing her shit. He's a Stepford husband. An angel. Now he's just... Spare parts, thanks to you! What are you? Are you a person or a machine? I'm a lady! A real lady? Every inch! Wait, wait, a real, real lady? Are you a human being? Yes, I may very well be the only decent human being left. In Stepford? In the world! <gasps> She's fabulous. All of this, Mike, the wives, Stepford, this, this was all your idea? Yes! All I wanted was a better world. A world where men were men and women were cherished and lovely. Does anyone have a screwdriver? She's nuts. 
world of romance and beauty, of tuxedos and chiffon, a perfect world. But you were married to a robot, the perfect man. And all I wanted was to make you, all of you, into perfect women. We don't need to be perfect. How could you do this to us? Because I was just like you. Overstressed, overbooked, underloved. I was the world's foremost brain surgeon and genetic engineer. I had top secret contracts with the Pentagon, Apple, and Mattel. I was driven, exhausted. Until late one night, I came home to find... Mike. With Patricia. My brilliant, blonde, 21-year-old research assistant. It was all so... ugly. Then early the next morning, as I gazed across the breakfast table at their lifeless bodies, I thought, what have I done? But more importantly, what could I do to make the world more beautiful? I had the skills, but I needed help to realize my larger vision. And so I made Mike because he was someone other men would listen to. And then I asked myself, where would people never notice a town full of robots? Connecticut. So, I decided to turn back the clock to a time before overtime, before quality time, before women were turning themselves into robots. Back off! Sorry. But why didn't you change the men, too? That's next. You're insane. I'm in love with a waltz and a town. Close is another actress, I think, that isn't Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep. Mm. She's adjacent in the way that Nicole and Natalie are in that she returns to a similar theme. Because I was thinking about the Stepford Wives. I was like, it's really interesting the way that the wife is has agency, but also, like, she chooses her position, essentially. She mm. doesn't, but she does because she's given advice and she decides that this mm-hmm. is the best way for her to pursue a career. Mm-hmm. But that's similar in Stepford Wives where she chooses to... Like, you find out that Glenn Close has chosen, chosen to uphold the patriarchy. Right. I think that Glenn Close has like always skirted around the Oscars, and she was always going to get nominated a bunch of times, and it was just a matter of time for her to... It was a matter of time before she would actually win, you know what I mean? Like, there's mm. never going to be one defining role that would really take her to the statue. It was always going to be that she's going to get, like, 16 nominations and then eventually win something, you know what I mean? It's also, like, the three performances that people are talking about, and it's a shame that Melissa McCarthy gets left out of this because I thought I really love that movie, but Richard yeah. E. Grant hopefully will win Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> okay, can we go... Okay, my next one... But can I just quickly okay. say one thing about the Best Actress thing? Because yeah. obviously Glenn Close is going to win, but... Olivia Colman, Lady Gaga, and Glenn Close do three very different types of acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Olivia Colman is truly having fun with her performance. Mm-hmm. Gaga is truly aiming for something that is so naturalistic and so outside of her. Yeah, yeah and there's no way in the world that we're going to see uh, Melissa McCarthy win an Oscar because that's just like comedy. All when three of them are nominated. working against type in this way. Like Olivia Colman usually does like almost like mumblecore. I guess she's not working against type. There is actually no. There is. But there, there is, is almost that's... a reality that I believe in that we could see Yalitza win the award Me because too. Roma has such a push. I mean, there is certain. I t- imagine. I we think it'd just... be the biggest fuck you to Trump as well to be like, we're going to give this role, mm. we're going to give this Oscar to an Indigenous Mexican mm. woman, and she's going to be up on stage and she's going to be addressing how many is it, fifty million people during the Oscars? Yeah. That would be the biggest oh, more liberal Hollywood uh, uh, move to do. I I see it too because she gave to me that is like the definition of like what a Hollywood performance throughout the years have been looking for like someone that is like delicate refined understated and profound profound really like really really felt not something like like in that scene where she has to tell 
um, Marina, I've forgotten her character's name, mm. but who's also nominated, which is really exciting, and Best Supporting Actress, when she has to tell her that she's pregnant, yeah. that scene between the two women is so, like, stressful and I beautiful. Know. There is so much love in Roma. I was, it's, it's such yeah. a... Roma is the complete opposite to Vox Lux for me in that you watch Roma and everything that the women do in that film, and I hate to say women, but every <laughs> single person and everything they do in that film seems to come from a place of love and respect, mm. whereas Vox Lux is about people just totally not caring about other people's livelihoods. Mm. Um... That's just me. Okay, well, let's go ham on Richard E. Grant because he is but so people cute. People criticise Roma for that reason. That it's too romantic? Well, that it's, like, such a masculine view of women. Like, it's such a masculine maternal point of view. But it is. And I think that's why I like Roma is, like, I can forgive that because it he's not pretending. Like, yeah. that is literally his point of view of his parents from when he was a child. Agreed, 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 agreed. Anyway. So, I'm looking for the best supporting actor list. Are you going to go off at any of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before I do that, I'm going to just prelude with... Adam Driver, Mahashala Ali, Sam Rockwell, Sam Elliott, Richard e. Grant don't have any any um, strife or struggle or hard work behind them. I don't think. Personally. Well, I have to say, I am compared to some of the usually like none of the best actors I care about. Like who's even in the best actors? Like Rami Malek, which I didn't. I did not see that film. I'm not going to go see that film. Max Matt, Richard e. Grant from Palm Beach. That's amazing. But the supporting actors, I think, is like like a pretty strong. Yeah. Like category of people that I think yeah it just seems like to me I'm looking at the best supporting actors it's interesting but I'm also wondering are these just people who have just been geared up and just been Mm. like I think you know massage Willem Dafoe Adam Driver incredibly hard-working actors yeah but I mean like there's no reason why they it's no it comes as no surprise that they're nominated you know what I mean like I feel like I want to see some but what does that mean but what I mean by that is that I want to see some people who have like really done something extremely different and extremely I out there. I feel so differently towards this. Is I'm so surprised by this category. Usually I don't care. And usually it's like fucking, what's his name? Argo. Usually it's like Ben Affleck and like Matt Damon. and like Again, no, but that's, that's the same thing that I'm but talking about. But these actors, like Richard E. Grant has like such an interesting history. Richard has, E. Grant is a director in his own right. Has been, in, has been like working so hard in such yeah. interesting roles for so long. Willem Dafoe is one of the most versatile, interesting actors who manages Willem to Dafoe land... Willem Dafoe is not like, only for Best Actor, not for Best Supporting Actor. No, he's... Oh, he's... Worked, no, he's yeah. Um, the best, the best actors are all just, you know, complete heartthrobs who have been, like, coddled, who've had their balls completely, like, sucked off by Hollywood. Oh, and it comes as no surprise Willem that Dafoe, like, Willem, Yeah, Willem Dafoe. I mean, like, even though Willem Dafoe is, like, the edgy... I feel edgy like Willem Dafoe of, only recently, like, he's done such interesting roles, like, from doing, like, Antichrist to doing The Florida Project... To doing even Spider Man the Green Goblin is such a crazy like I can't think of another villain that's interesting. What's his third Oscar nom? I don't think it's like any surprise he's nominated for an Oscar for playing Van Gogh in a biopic. What your point is? My point is that it's not like man hating for the sake of it. I'm being man hating. I'm saying that like the main actor, the the best actors that have been nominated are being nominated in very typical form. Like there's no way that like there's no. There's no Roma actors. You're saying in there. that their characters are very right. masculine and their acting styles aren't very different from one another. Or and more that they're and just all prestige. They're just actors. very ordinary yeah, Oscar. They're, pres- yeah. they're, they're prestige actors. They're ordinary yeah. Oscar roles, and they're kind of no, Oscar like, baits. There's nothing from like yeah. Whereas, nothing surprising. Yeah, there never is because because there's so many male actors because there's yeah. so many male roles, so mm. it just has to go to like. Mm. Whereas you hear about, I mean, like Melissa McCarthy, that's a genuine surprise right there. Lady Gaga was years in the making. And yeah. a, no, but also a surprise. I think like of course, mm. of course, of course, when it happened. Olivia Colman. Is just pure talent, just bursting out of the scenes. Yeah, Yalitza Aparicio is just um, complete surprise. No one saw that happening. And then Glenn Close has worked on the wife for like fifteen years to get this project. I mean, she's been running. nominated seven times. She has, yeah. So I mean, like, but I mean, f- amongst all of them, separated between them all is like a lot of interesting backstory. But with mm-hmm. the men, it's just like okay, and great. different experience. Like and they've experience. all been in the field for. So and many all years. of them are hit and miss actor, actor, actors, like who, like I feel like everyone in the. Well, except for Yalitza, because she's never done anything before. Mm. But the others have bad films, mm. which I think is cool. Best Supporting Actor, Richard E. Grant, I think is hilarious, because... Spice World. I think he's fantastic in Girls as well. So good in Girls. I don't know him from anything but Girls, and also your favourite film, Horace and Pete. No, not Horace and Pete. What's the, What's your favourite film? Oh, I used to love, like, With Nail and I. With Nail and I? Yeah, With oh, Nail and I is cool. Oh, yeah. Which I think, he's, I think he's great in that film. Um, and I've never seen Wawa, and I'm desperate to see it, the film that he directed about his childhood in South Africa. Oh, when okay. Zimbab- Wave? I'd love to watch that with you. Where did he grow up? Or was it Rhodesia? Anyway, he grew up in Africa okay, and had like an alcoholic father. And the film sounds amazing. I think you'd love it, Lily. I feel like it's... Pick a nominee for us to go ham on. Okay, can I can I how pick we, one that I know off the we, top of my head? Have you seen head? First Reformed? Yeah, I did. And how do we feel about Paul Schrader? Uh, 
really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's um, I was surprised by. Why was that film so? Why did like that film so much? Um, Can you tell me what it's about? It's it's quite similar to Vox Lux in the way that it makes you feel in that oh. everything is sort of shot four by three and feels really heightened. Yeah. And it's about a a minister for a church for the first reformed church who's played by Ethan Hawke <gasps> and he's that incredibly repressed good. and he and who else? in the opening scene he has a meeting with Amanda Seyfried who says please talk to my husband mm. he's he's part of like an eco group that is like very very extremist and he wants to kill himself because he's so scared of global warming and he she finds out she's pregnant and <sighs> he wants her to have an abortion because he doesn't think that they should raise a child in this world. Sounds heavy. And then he starts researching global warming and starts freaking out about it and realizes that the church is bankrolled by like an oil company. What? And then he starts having this existential crisis about climate change. I love Where did it. this movie come from? He has this existential climate crisis about climate change and is like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to advise. And then basically figures out that this guy is going to um, be a suicide bomber. What? And then, so then the, film, then the film like, it's just this moral tale that ends up being like quite transcendent and very Lars von Trier by the end of it, where it's like it becomes completely surreal from this like really grounded like realism to becoming like completely surreal. We're going to play a clip. I wasn't aware that I had offended. Jesus didn't want our suffering. He suffered for us. Mm-hmm. He wants our commitment and our obedience. Mm-hmm. And what of his creation? The heavens declare the glory of God. God is present everywhere in every plant, every river, every tiny insect. The whole world is a manifestation of his holy presence. I think this is an issue where where the church can lead, but but they say nothing. The, The U.S. Congress still denies climate change? Where were we when these people were elected? These best original screenplay nominees are really interesting because... It goes Paul Trader for the First Reformed, and then it goes Peter Far- Farley for the Green Book, then Nick Vallelonga for the Green Book, then Adam McKay for Vice, then Brian Curry for the Green Book, then Deborah Davis for the Favorite, then Alfonso Curon for Roma, then Tony McNamara for the Favorite. I guess it's just listed the names, like oh maybe like the names maybe. in order because they're all nominated because they co-wrote. Right. But you think that it would be like blank and blank, not blank. Mm. Yeah, it's obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's so. Like, weird. are they? I guess all individually all... nominated. No, they're not individually nominated. It would just be like they the got favorite. Yeah. yeah, it's not like which writer. How would they do that? I don't know. Yeah, half the I'm... writer of the favorite one, yeah, the other yeah, half yeah. didn't. Uh, <laughs> we liked this. Her half was best. Um, <laughs> she did the groundwork. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tony. It's pretty cool that to- like Tony McNamara is an Australian screenwriter. Worked on, created, wrote, wrote created Doctor Doctor, which is. Courtney Mulvey, my housemate and best friend, which she was the props master for. And it's just weird that he was like, yeah, went from doctor, doctor. I was like a rural Australian. But he also wrote, he also wrote um, that film with uh, who's the singer, Catch My Disease, Ben. um, My my head is. That early film with like Rose Byrne, The Rage in Lake Placid. Like he does these like quirky, very human strange films with really like witty dialogue where the scenes revolve around dialogue and i mm. think that's what like why he got into tv because mm. he could write lots of scenes of dialogues and into character and so i think somehow he got hired to help with this film because i think what um the original writer had wrote, she wrote it for like 10 years mm. to try and to get it in development she was really interested in the themes and that time and she was like why has no one done a film about queen and like mm-hmm. she was interested in women in power and what that looks like and then he came in to like make it more lived in and more yeah. contemporary and zhuzh it up and zhuzh it up and make I mean, it entertaining which is what kind of makes the film so special like so it's special for two reasons because it's so about such interesting themes and it's about women in power but then also because it's zhuzh do you guys feel like when it comes to the Oscars it's almost like what doesn't get nominated is revealed because they don't get nominated and that says more about the Oscars than what's actually nominated yeah for some reason Looking at these nominees, it makes me feel some type of gross, sick existentialism where nothing that I find of value is rewarded and things that are just on this creepy platform and these creepy artists. Like, maybe I don't like Tony McNamara. Yeah. Maybe fuck that. 
Maybe fuck that. Like, maybe he's an actual creep, and maybe the favorite wasn't actually that good. Well, you didn't like it, did you? I don't know if I loved it that much. I didn't think it was funny. I wasn't laughing, but I didn't think it was sad. So I didn't actually feel any emotion at all mm. because I think it was kind of void of real emotion. Did you guys? It was void of real emotion. Oh, uh, I thought differently. Fa- I thought when Rachel Weiss was outside the door at the end, I found that really, really stressful when she was like, love doesn't tell lies. And mm. I found that it was like she acted in a way that was yeah. cold, but she actually felt a lot of love. And mm. I feel like that was, it's kind of an interesting inverse to the Vox Lux thing. Mm. That's how I felt. I, like, cried. Do you guys... Can you guys think of any films that you wish had been nominated? Because there are two films for me that stand out as ones that I was really expecting to be seen in the nominations list. I mean, apart from many, actually, but the the two that I really had up my sleeve that I Mm. thought were a shoe in was uh, Tony Collette from Hereditary Mm -hmm. for Best Actress. That's cool. I thought that was going to be one of the... Me too, total shoe in Because she was nominated for Sixth Sense back in the day, so I kind of thought, you know what, maybe she's just going to be the horror actress that gets nominated again. Totally. And then also The Miseducation of Cameron Pose, I thought Mm. was such a... Mm-hmm. Such a like a takes all the boxes film. Mm. Someone was saying that when there's two films that do the same thing, they cancel each other out. So Damn that's it. why Ben is back and Beautiful Boy cancelled each other out and Boy Miseducation of Camera Post and Boy Erased yeah, cancelled each other out. Right. That makes sense. And that's why you really see that films that get nominated for Oscars are the only films of their type that come out that year. Well, I was like, I didn't expect it, but I thought it would have been really cool if the writer was nominated oh, yeah. and it would have made a lot of sense. That was on a lot of best film lists. And it was. And it was like no other film I've ever seen before. It was a modern American Western, which Hollywood froths over. Um, and it takes a lot of boxes. Well, this year really showed that the Academy really does not give a fuck about female directors. Oh, yeah. It seriously Absolutely. doesn't. Absolutely. Unless there's like some fucking campaign beforehand. I like know. they do not give a fuck. Well, because they just don't watch them. They don't yeah. watch them. They, they just, don't That's understand. the thing. It's like the Academy just simply has not seen the writer. Not enough people in the Academy has seen it. But it it's, is one of the best movies I've ever seen. The performances in it are insane. The directing in it is fucking nuts. For her to really? direct that film, for what they do, and I remember you they're all about playing it. themselves in the most emotional way. They've never acted before. And it's gripping. It's mm-hmm. like, ugh. Amazing. It's amazing. I was also honestly expecting a bit of Lynn Ramsey in there because she had mm. a comeback film, which I felt like mm. would have made waves, and it kind of did at the BAFTAs. But well, even the best score, like oh yeah, you truly. Really had such an insane mm. score by Johnny Greenwood, who mm. like they love. Mm. Yeah, like there was so many, it was it almost felt like fucking erasure. Like if a woman touched a film, yeah. they just would not look at it. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. I know it was really weird. Um, I, have a, I have a friend whose father works is doesn't work, but I have a friend whose father is part of the Academy and. He doesn't watch all the films and then votes for them. These people have to go to like 20 award ceremonies before they get to the final ones, like Independent Spirit, all of the guilds. Like, this must mm. be so fucking tedious. Mm. Um, what, what, what are the snubs for you? I kind of, this isn't a snub. Okay, I have like obviously huge snubs in that I thought Fox Lux should have been nominated. I agree for that. Um, but I thought the MIA documentary should have been. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But I totally like, agree. no surprise there, really. No All the subject matter that it's covering and yeah. like, how it's been, how nothing she's been ejected It's from a the, very like uncritical year, yeah. which is what makes me feel like these Oscars really missed an opportunity because this year had mm. so many films that felt really on point on the zeitgeist for me and like really meaningful and none of these films felt that well, meaningful Well, then again, the RBG me. documentary did get nominated, which I thought but was I a good stand yeah, And that blew up in a way that was like, she, you know, like, the way that she's portrayed in the public eye, it's like, like you know, she is kind of a pop icon in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to mm-hmm. take someone of her importance and then make... <laughs> Audrey's chewing. Like, take someone of her importance and then kind of, like, give her this character persona, like the notorious RBG. Like, RB, like make her, like, a baller. It's like... You know, it's cute, it's funny, it's really digestible, and then she's also done a lot of great things. Yeah. So it makes like an like that. Uh, yeah, that documentary for me was like cut and paste about a life. Like cool, interesting, yeah. but I could have seen it on PBS. Mm, interesting, but instead it's being propelled this towards is the Oscars. My first year, I don't give a fuck about the best animated category i do not <laughs> oh, care about into the spider verse i wish i did i tried to i tried to like for a second i kidded myself that i wanted to see that movie mm. but 
I will Wait. say there's two weird things, and I don't usually say this about I. Okay, there's three three things I want to happen, and they're all to do with Marvel. Mm-hmm. One is I hope all the stars wins over Shallow because I think that film's phenomenal. Um, Black Panther. Black Panther, Kendrick Lamar and SZA. You think mm. that song is phenomenal? I love that song. Yeah, that song is beautiful. I think All the Stars is a great song. But Shallow's like going to win and Shallow's great. I have nothing, No, I don't harbour anything against Shallow. Like no, Shallow's, I think I, 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 I think like stratospherically all, all the Stars is just such a monumentally better song. It's such a And it's song. not even like, it's not just a better song, but it's a song that is deserving of the praise and that an Oscar would give. They're not going to perform. They just announced today they're not going to perform at the ceremony. Oh. I think that's because Kendrick and Sizzle have been such hot coals with the, with the woman who they stole the art from in their video clip. Well, I don't know if that's the reason they're not going to go to the Oscars. Because she, she lost that yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh, horrible. So. It was horrible. The other thing, these are all my Marvel points. Black Panther's costumes were amazing. I know the favourite's going to win, but Black Panther's costumes were crazy. Like, I looked at the costume category and I was like, Black Panther should film that. And the other one is Best Special Effects. I know you guys didn't see this film, but I went and saw The Avengers, which is crazy, and that should win. Really? 100% what they pull off in that film. I'm like, how? This is the craziest, stupidest thing I have ever seen. I do not know how they pulled this film off. Yeah. This is completely insane. They kill every single character, and they have them, like, fade into dust. Like, it's like when Voldemort dies in every Harry Potter and, like, fades away. Do you know what the secret is to The Avengers? They they shoot the films on five Ds. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah, because it's the it's the cutest like cinematography secret. But they shoot they shoot those films on five Ds, and then they have like insane detachable lenses that they put on like the lenses themselves, and they just shoot them on hundreds. Because Hacksaw Ridge, they shot on like half of it on GoPro. Yeah, like they had all these GoPro shots for when they were in the bunkers. And I really thought that there'd be. And I'm not surprised by this, but I really expected some indie films to get some boost and get some gold. Can you ever forgive me? But also things like more into than that. Like we're talking like like I think the writer, the writer, That's for example, a indie film to be nominated. I don't know. Totally. I don't know that I expected this, but for some reason, in like an ideal world, I thought Unsane would somehow pop up in the nominations at <laughs> least for uh, some sort no of. No one likes that movie. But even for like a screenplay nod or some sort. Maybe that's just me being aspirational. Uh, um, and then, obviously, of course, I would have loved to have seen Diablo Cody nominated for Best Screenplay for, for Tully, which I thought was one of my favourite films of the year. Um, but that film just kind of fizzled out quickly. It came out too early. It came out too early. It wasn't yeah. playing the game. It wasn't. It was at Sundance. They didn't put their... Put in the- it was like a surprise at Sundance, even. Like, it was like there was not even hype at Sundance for it. I mm. also think that the... Um- Stop eating, because you keep burping, and you're doing both, and it's gross. Yeah, sorry. I, how do we feel about the best foreign language films? I saw Shoplifters, you guys, and... and it's amazing. It's, it had to gestate inside of me. I remember coming out of it being like, oh, that was, that was just okay. But now that I've let it sit with me, and I've mm. thought about it for a long... Like, I've seen it, I saw it in September. It, it's the kind of film that grows with you. And I think for that, it's beautiful. And I really... And I look back on it, and I know I think it's actually quite a beautifully moving and devastating film. Are and people I wish saying that, that Roma will win this category? Or are they saying that Shoplifters will win this category and Roma, and Roma is not nominated? Best. That's cool. Yes, it is. Ro- yes, it is. Roma's nominated for Best Picture it's and Best so Foreign. Yeah, stupid. stupid. Okay, Roma needs to stop taking all those awards, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's actually so obnoxious of them to do that. Let's okay, just, like, also, leave though, some. Like, I read somewhere that Olivia Assayas was really upset because France has some rule that you have to release a film in September in France for it to be nominated for an Oscar. And so because nonfiction wanted to play more to, like, a later audience or something. He wasn't eligible to be nominated for France's film for the Oscars and like France never get into the Oscars because it, the eligibility process is really hard. So there's like, hasn't been a French film nominated since like the 80s. Oh, that's interesting. But he was like complaining about the whole process, but we watch nonfiction and it is not Oscar worthy. No, it's like, not it is not, it's, fun. it's like It's like kind of fun, mostly annoying. It's like, like a one gorgeous of three, three, is three like star minor movie. Films. Yeah, gorgeous. Was it for nonfiction that he wanted to get nominated? Yeah, and they're talking really? about like how it did get nominated, like did get put forward. It's like, come on, Olivier, like that is not your best work. In the film, they're talking about the film industry. Juliette Binoche plays an act, plays someone in the film and then they talk about hiring Juliette Binoche. <laughs> but context, the whole thing is about publication and like digital versus like and publishing give much context to what I was didn't saying. Give any context at all. Juliette Binoche is in the film and one of the jokes is they say, we should hire Juliette Binoche to do this. Uh-huh. And Juliette is like, oh, I'll put to the agent. Yeah, and that's like the punchline of the whole film. no, no, no. Can you just stop eating? Sorry, I'm I ate a hungry. chip too. But like, you're not loud, like Andre. Like, you kind of eat it. Andre like crunches as loudly as he can, I'm and then burps the into the mic. I let, it, I let the chip melt in my mouth. Anyway. Hot tip. <laughs> anyway, um, what are you about to say? That's interesting about eligibility because I, I mean, like, it's definitely more of like an indie quiet film. But one of my favorite films at Sydney Film Festival last year was, or in 2018, which means like would have been nominated was. 
Jaffer Panahi Three Faces, mm-hmm. which all of his films are amazing. I feel like uh, No Home Movie was nominated. Was it? Should have been. Maybe. Anyway, or whatever. What is? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this is not a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah was yeah, that yeah, nominated? Yeah. I can't I remember. Think so. Anyway, but maybe it's because his country can't nominate, like, like if it's some type of like censorship law. Yeah, like, what do you mean? Like France didn't let it happen. Like, well, there's a certain time that it has to come out for them to so put it forward. So how does a country? And each country decides one film they put forward. Okay. Like, I, I think you have to. It has to be out for at least a week before September. But a country. N- in the country here. Like, oh, there's one film per cut. Co- like. Per country, yeah, there's one film per country yeah. for the best for the best foreign <sighs> feature film. They pick one film that's in the whole weird. country. Yeah, that's really weird. And so Australia's had like Tinker News was nominated once, but it didn't get nominated. It was just shortlisted. But, but we sent it because it was oh. it was in a foreign language. Right. Yeah. It wasn't in English. And this year we didn't pick Sweet Sweet Country. We picked well, we Jerga. Couldn't have picked Sweet Country because it was it's, in English. It, yeah, but I thought it would, I thought it might have not been in English. But um, they picked Jerga, which was in Pashtun, I think. I don't know the name of the language. It was all set in Afghanistan. Yeah. Anyway, Shoplifters is a great film, though, and I think it's, okay, I think cool. it's, I think it's stunning. And I really, I, th- I looking back to last year's best foreign film nominees, there was that one with um Diane Kruger where it was that thriller that was yeah. trying to be what one last year. I don't know, but um, looking now when I think about the best foreign feature foreign language film nominees, they're always ones that are like quite gripping, which I like. Like oh. I, don't, I don't think you hear about best picture nominees that are like really grip you and really take you somewhere mm-hmm. and like really like draw you in. But I feel mm-hmm. like the foreign films are often quite like House of Sand and Fog, House like, and Sand and Fog, Shoplifters, Loveless, that um, one. this movie Russian never films. looked away. The yeah. German movie. Okay, that so looked- apparently what? that's really fucked up. Yeah, I've read a lot of opinion pieces it. on this movie that are like, why it, was this? Oh, right. It doesn't yeah. have very good reviews in yeah. terms of like Metacritic 69, IMDb 7.6, 7.7. Like, why wasn't On Body and Soul nominated? Or was that nominated last year? And I Maybe also read weird year. reviews for Capernaum. People love that. I, we're actually reviewing on Monday, but we have not seen it yet. Really? Yeah, watching this we'll weekend. So we can check back in on Capernaum. Okay, that's interesting. I just read bizarre reviews for it. Mm. Yeah. It's definitely getting polarizing reviews. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And Cold War, which is also getting polarizing reviews from us. From but the guys, cinema girls. But you guys famously loved it though. I think it's cool that it's nominated for Best Director. I think that to me yeah. is like a, an, inter- an interesting foray into like mm. world cinema. Mm. Um, and I definitely think like as a directorial feat, it's way more interesting than some of the other nominees. Like mm. no offense, like I think it's way, the, the filmmaking is way more interesting than A Star Is Born, for example. Totally. And yeah. it, Cold War is really interesting to watch alongside First Reformed mm-hmm. because it has a different, it has like a similar like faux trope at the end mm. that, Mm. kind of mm-hmm. elevates the film and makes the whole film a film. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for a faux Haniki at the end of Vox Larks and there was no faux Haniki. <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> yeah, because we've done it. And like when I see it in First Reform and I see it in Cold War, I'm a little bit like, that's cute. But mm. when you see it in Vox Larks, like what he does is even more complicated because he does slow cinema. He finds a way to like, mm. m- he finds a way to like cut out narrative for the last 15 minutes. Mm. Just completely kick it on the geek by the wayside and it's like very grounding and like very stressful and he like plays with form and he like changes the the like what he's filming on from th- between three different types of camera should we go around the circle and just say our closing remarks about the oscars and should i go first yeah yes. you go first uh so devastated that lady gaga is nominated for best actress for a straight role i was really hoping that we could get lady gaga to play mm. some sort of queer role that would just totally like elevate the oscars out of their like golden age of straightdom but instead they're just How straight re- are these oscars they're so they're so, they're so straight, straight. What the all fuck? oscars are straight like when maybe they that's that- what my disturbed existentialism is about it's like no one's fucking real mm. they're all robots they're anyway. all literally Mr. Fucking Smith. Is yeah. that your closing remark? Uh, yeah, I'm creeped out. I'm just, I was just simply disturbed. And my closing remark is that Bo Burnham should win for eighth grade and he wasn't even nominated. And that's just a tragedy. A tragedy. I so, so heinous that he wasn't nominated. Mm. Did you he, see what's happening with his next film? Well, Jabuki Young White and Daniel McDonald um, from, you know, Dumplin are going to be in a movie called like. 
gay guy and fat chick. Oh, yeah, or it's, literally called, it's literally called Gay Guy Fat Chick. No, Gay Guy Fat Bitch. Is that his movie? It's not bitch. <laughs> I bet you. Do you want to bet? Do you want to make a bet? Yeah. I it's bet not you. Fat bitch. I bet you. Think you it is. It's Bo Burnham's new film. I you're bet wrong, you. Andre. But anyway, I mean, like, come on. Eighth grade was a shoe in Eighth grade was so fucking good, and I think it's only because Lady Bird was in last year. Oh, we're both wrong. It was Gay Kid and Fat Chick. Yeah, Fat Chick. Well, I'm <laughs> wrong in a fine way. <laughs> that bitch. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that that she, and she should Elsie Fisher should have been nominated as well. Crazy that she wasn't. Yeah, crazy so that she wasn't. Yeah, I thought some of the girls from Assassination Nation could have been nominated. Like honestly, I was waiting for Harry Neff to get a token nom. Is that just me? Yeah. Assassination Nation was never going to be anywhere near. That's like yeah. Vox Lux, Assassination Nation. Anything that Neon really is like survive. touched, like anything Harmony Korean, like the Oscars just doesn't go near. Like yeah. they just don't want to be recommending a wide audience to go see it because it stresses people out. Yeah. Mm. But I have to say my closing remark is, I know we're not allowed to talk about the red carpet, but I fucking want some excitement on the red carpet. Mm. And I am over how safe everyone's being and I'm over uh, the I, I discourse oh, like, the red oh my, like, I think I relate a... to when people wear like a fucked up outfit because are we... I want something more we... than just nipples through sequins though you are know we... what I mean are we yeah. literally I want like a full dick yeah are we gonna have a fucking Chanel obituary on the red carpet <gasps> with everyone yeah cause, cause he's won an Oscar I'll be so... he won an Oscar he won an Oscar for what for something huh I just read that like that he'd had an Oscar the English Sh- patient no. Chanel, what are you talking about? Carl Lagerfeld just died. <gasps> when? Did you not know that, Louis? No, is that why I saw all those Did photos? You know the stage? It looks Carl so Lagerfeld beautiful. Died. The crystal cloud. He died. He died. Uh, okay. Yeah, he died. So that, um, are you finding this out right every, now? Yes, and everyone's. Are you going to cry? No, I don't give good. a fuck. Yeah, no, good. <laughs> what? Why would I care? Sorry, I was just Let's play the game. <laughs> yeah, so I'm expecting a lot of Chanel outfits. Do you like how Chanel harsh I am about him? You're so harsh about him. Did. Carl Lagerfeld's cat set to inherit a chunk of fashion designer's fortune to maintain lavish lifestyle. Catherine Lagerfeld, a pig, Perth-born lingerie model, Tian Eckhart endorses controversial comments. Uh, should we? Yeah, Meryl sure. Streep is firing back at Carl Lagerfeld after the designer claimed that the decorated actress eschewed a Chanel dress in favour of one Streep would be paid to wear. Apparently, Carl Lagerfeld also said that Adele was fat. So and Carl Lagerfeld, a like fat phobic misogynist, claims Jamila Jamil. He says that Meryl Streep is cheap. I mean, I've been dragging Meryl Streep. I love her. I don't. I didn't mean to drag her. Just she was just an example. I don't think anyone gives a fuck. All about- these all these articles about he was a, like a dick. People do though. People have been talking about him in like such a oh, real way. People like Donatella and like people Kendall Jenner. Oh, like, that's why in our um, communities too. Jacquemus posted a photo with him, and I was like, "Oh, was that recent?" He good. shamed Adele. When are we she's sp- famously an Oscar winner. Adele won an Oscar. She did, yeah. So, are we gonna do? Our he doesn't have an Academy like Award. You. When did I read that? Are we gonna do our segments, or we're we not gonna do a second time? Oh, right? we can do segments real quick. Okay, so the first segment can be. Jack Slinks. Jack Slinks. Okay. Did I send you any Oscar links? I like Jack Slinks. I like the Jack Oscar link that he sent me about Kendrick and SZA not performing because it reminded me of how much I really didn't want Shallow to win. But did I you don't like, like Shallow. Did you like, okay, underneath I, I put a link when I put it on our like Oscar party page of SZA singing Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Rest Richer and here's a clip. <laughs> Which is from She's All That and also Never Been Kissed. Jack Slinks, can I, instead of Jack Slinks, can I write what you wrote for your Oscar party invite? Oh, can I that didn't be a write link? that. I wrote that. Oh, it's so funny. Read it. I love it. Okay. This is shout out to Al. 
I was jamming hard with it. I thought it was so <laughs> funny. Okay. Lights. Oh, basically, I was like, okay. Light snacks and champagne provided. BYO other booze and more. Plates and canapes would not go astray. Or some ham and mushroom mini pizzettes. What are pizzettes? Pizzettes? Like little pizzas? Oh, my God. Maybe? <laughs> um, oh, my God. If you hate Hollywood, still come. Haters and super fans only. I was like, yeah, I'm bold. Yeah, I get it. Oh, okay. there's so many links on this. Oh, Jack, oh my God. I could just. Who? Oh my God. You posted that weird photo of Bradley Cooper canoodling with someone in the park. Mm. Sophie Waterhouse. She's 21, he's 38, and they're both reading Lolita. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. A lot of great links up here. Oscar stage for to feature Bette Midler. And 40,000 Roses. That's a great link. It's a great Jack link. Actually, Jack's, Jack's actually been posting a hell of a lot of links. Oh, on my this, God. Uh, Bette Midler, 73-year-old singer, will sing The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns at the awards ceremony. Writing on Twitter, she declares herself so excited. <laughs> Whoa. In the place where lost things go. In the place where lost things go. Put them in and the then, cupboard. Can I play a clip on this? I'm going to play a clip. Put them in the bin. Any questions? Okay. Okay, you have to describe the clip. That was a clip from Strangers with Candy where the gym teacher is putting a condom over an Oscar and stabbing it into a watermelon and then says, Any questions? Okay. (laughs) It's about sex ed. Yeah, it's about sex ed. <laughs> and then, like, at the end of the clip, like, one girl raises her hand. I think. I'm excited to watch it Home with Amy Sedaris now. <gasps> and I'm excited to finish Pen15 because it's obviously inspired okay. by Strangers with Candy. We've got another segment. Unfair Andre. <laughs> Unfair Andre. Unfair Andre in saying that the female characters in Roma are well-defined, but the female characters in Vox Lux aren't. Wait, what? When did I ever say that? I never Ooh, said that. Let's play a clip. when did i say that jack today you were talking about how the women are just so like your expectation of female characters in this episode were for them to be maternal and trying to do good and that you didn't like them in box lots you found them unlikable and that that was a negative experience for you yeah i didn't say they were undercooked which is what you said sorry i didn't say undercooked oh you said under under you said underdeveloped oh did i yeah i didn't mean that I'm but I did. Uh, you're right, though. I didn't. I, I wish that they had been more likable. Yeah. I'm a sucker. I'm a loser. Loser, loser, loser. Can I go back to Jack's links? Uh, Three Six Mafia. It's a YouTube clip of it's hard out there. It's hard out here. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's hard out here for a pimp live Oscar 2006 performance, which I remember. With Taraji P. Henson. Fucking hot. watch it and then i was like i don't get this um but i like the song um so yeah such a good song yeah i love that they had to change bitch to witch which is why i posted it because it just seems like all these witches are jumping ship Mm -hmm. in this in this year like there are no witches nominated Mm -hmm. 
Scissor's not going to be performing. Where are the witches? Where, Where are, are the witches? witches? Where uh, are the witches? Bet Medler 40,000 roses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, okay, desperate for Lily's attention. Uh, or have you got another unfair Andre? You need an unfair Andre, yeah. I have one. You're really, really chill. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah, so. you were really well behaved this episode. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Except that. For the eating. But that's yeah, maybe unfair eating, Jack. Though. That's maybe unfair oh, Jack. Oh, unfair Jack. That was, unfair I think that Jack. was unfair Jack. Jack oh, really we like that one. Because I can't eat over the desk and you guys oh. are constantly munching and having no, a good time. Sending secret notes to each other. And then what's the last thing we have to do? Oh, it's desperate for attention. Okay, maybe you have to be like... Get my attention, honestly. Okay. What's better than Bette Miller and 40,000 Roses? Try and beat that. Lily, <gasps> how would you feel if you and I were siblings in a movie and the movie was Mrs. Doubtfire oh. and Mrs. Doubtfire was our mom and oh. also Sally Fields? Oh. Did that get your attention? I, almost like, okay. Mrs. Doubtfire, R.I.P. So actually not Truly. cool. Okay, sorry, my bad. Too soon, apparently. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's sad. Uh, Andre, that's really sad. That so that's that. I'm actually calling you out now. What's that, unfair Andre? <laughs> unfair Andre. Saying that Mrs. Doubtfire is my mom, I wish. Okay. <laughs> but he can't be. <sighs> anyway. Was that actually offensive? Or? You know Williams what? is dead, Andre. He oh, died. Like 10 years ago. No, no, my mom called me. I was stoned at Discovery Park. <laughs> and then she said, Lily... Lily, where are you? I was like, I'm at Discovery Park. Why should I come home? Robin Williams died. And I have to be like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. died. So that, it triggered me back to that moment. I like how your mom, her intonation went up at the end. It was a Robin Williams died. <laughs> I can't say her exactly. Okay, well, obviously, I didn't get her yeah. attention. Today is, uh, I don't know how many years, but I saw it on Google. Aww. Today is the anniversary of Steve Irwin's death. Aww. Can you remember where you were when Steve Irwin died? I remember no. I was leaving the Royal Adelaide show and I got picked up. You know, you got, you don't have my attention here, but you did get, you know, Facebook did get my attention with an anniversary of our friendship. Me too. That's what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say I that, Jack. I don't know why. I just know Steve Irwin. hates memories on like Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I don't like posting on Facebook. But. But that caught my attention. That caught my attention. It was, it was really cute. cute. It was I really know. cute. Really cute. I actually watched it with Andre and I was like, wow, <gasps> Lily has literally not changed. <laughs> I know. Her look and how she looks uh, <laughs> since I met her. Like you've been the most consistent person I've ever met. Anyway, that was cute. I haven't changed. Anyway, I got this bottle of champagne under the desk. I thought we could pop it. Pop that. Happy Oscars. Wait. Pop. <laughs> nice. Okay. okay. I'm going to pour it into these glasses. Amazing. And I'm so toast. excited for this. Oh, toast. Cold chill glasses. Not m- mummy juice. Happy, happy Oscars! Oscars. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to say happy Oscars. Yeah, just... Sorry, I was too busy like staring okay, at you. One more time. <laughs> happy, happy Oscars! Happy! You don't say it properly. Oh, my pinky, and I'm having to ride the desk right now. <laughs> okay. okay. One, two, two, three. Happy, happy Oscars! Oscars. L.A. baby, I am there. Kodak Arena. <laughs> Crystal Cloud. Done.